in the virtual cafe, which is the Shekilola Salami show. I'm your host, Shekilola Salami. Um, you know, I think I've been able to survive most of this winter without coming down with any boogies until, you know, until a few days ago when I then got, um, you know, some cold. Um, but who have I got here with me today? Hi, good morning. Um, this is Lola Scarborough. I live in the United States and I'm a yoga teacher, a women's health advocate, um, an author, and uh, love working with people to help them turn around various health conditions and live a very empowered and forward-thinking life in terms of their health. I also work a lot with women in anti-aging. I'm an energy healer, um, kind of like a laying on of hands. I have a four-year degree in uh, political science. I'm working on my PhD in comparative religion now. And I have a two-year degree in Ayurveda. Um, I own a yoga studio in League City, Texas. And I have four children. I'm married. I have a crazy dog. <laughs> she's like, she's a pit bull Great Dane mix. And she lives through her nose and her tongue. She brings me a lot of delight. I have two grandchildren. And uh, I am living a wonderful life, and I'm so excited to be here on the show. Looking forward to chatting with you, Shaggy Lola, and with um, any guests who come on. So I've also just published my first book. Um, I've published poetry before, but this is my first book. Uh, the title of it is Fighting for Our Tits, and it's a book about keeping the breast healthy, happy, and whole. Um, it's very research-based. Um, it also tells a little bit about my life and, and the story of my life and how I got to where I am today and why I do what I do, which is because I love people and I like to ease suffering. So that's a little bit about me. Wow, you sound very interesting. So when you were talking, there were two things that you know came to mind i'm not even sure which side i want to go to so it's like you know when you said um you do um energy healing put your hand on your head and it kind of just reminds me of these nigerian pastors because you know nigeria we've got more more churches than than anything else and they tend to do a lot of miracles so mm -hmm. that's sort of what i imagine you know very that but then i was also quite curious about your book but just before we even talk about your book just tell me a little bit about your energy healing how does that work is that like a miraculous you know i've got this goddess this god giving me extra power so i can heal anything or how how do how do you do yours well um my grandmother was a hands-on healer and when i was about 12 years old and i'm 59 now so i've been doing this a while she walked over and she grabbed my hands and she said, you've got the hot hands. And so she taught me how to do energy work. And I've seen some pretty miraculous things happen. Um, I've worked with people who have had um, problems with their liver. I've worked with people who have been really, really sick. And through doing the energy work, um, among other things, they get well, they have a return to health. But then I've also worked with people who have trouble with their knees or they have a headache and it doesn't seem to matter. So it's really interesting. Um, but yes, I have seen miraculous things and that have been documented by x-rays and blood tests and other things. Um, I had a guy come in and he had 
uh, was having problems with herpes. And um, after the session, I told him, I said, you don't have herpes anymore. And he said, yes, I do. He brought all the tests in. I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for all your tests if I'm wrong. <laughs> he went and he checked it out and he was uh, squeaky clean. No trouble. But again, it's not up to me. I'm just kind of sitting in the middle. And yeah, I do definitely believe it's a power from from God, from goddess, from the universe, from above. Um, and that, you know, I think it also helps uh, when it runs in families, because I think you discover your your ability to do it a lot earlier than if you come from a family where it's never been practiced before. So what I do is I just, yeah, I lay hands on people. I say a prayer, I lay hands, and then I let the God and the angels and the higher powers work through me uh, for the benefit of whoever is on the table. But, you know, they don't have to be there in person. Um, I've done a lot of work, uh, <clears throat> distance healing too, because, you know, energy follows intention. So, but it's a practice I love. It's, it's the fit, my most favorite thing to do ever is to do the energy work. And I do it on animals as well. Um, and I have seen, you know, like I said, I've been doing it a long time. I have seen things that would be called miracles. And I've also seen things that, you know, I, I would have thought that the laying of hands would have helped and it didn't. I work with a lot of women. Um, one of the reasons I was spurred to write the book that I wrote is because I write, I, I work with a lot of women who are going through breast cancer treatment and who have had mastectomies and things like that. And uh, it, it kind of spurred me to look for solutions because of the, the rate of cancer and, and that sort of thing. So... But yes, I love to do the energy work, and I feel like anytime I lay hands on anyone, I've healed myself. So it's always a win-win situation. So who do you pray to? Um, I pray to God when I pray, and Jesus is my friend, but I'm, I consider myself to be a spiritual person. I don't really identify with a particular religion. Um, okay. I'm open to, I think... There are many roads that all lead to the same place. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much a non-denominational kind of girl. But yeah, I, I pray to God. And, and like I said, Jesus is with me anytime I do healings. Or, and so are the angels. And, but again, I'm, I'm very receptive to anyone's spirituality. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So talk to me. So you said your book um, was about, you know, started off with your life journey. I'm guessing were you diagnosed with breast cancer? No, I am uh, cancer free, um, also medicine free. I think a lot of it's just my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's because of the women coming in that I do the energy work with and the life coaching with okay. that have gone through breast cancer and, and the horrors I've seen and the suffering that it creates and the fact that the numbers just keep rising. So I got busy doing some research trying to see, you know, what are the things that we can do as women? How can we empower ourselves to live um, the kind of life that we need to live to stay healthy, not only in our breasts, the breasts are the focus of the book, but in our body, mind, emotions, and spirits.
sorry, muted it accidentally. Sorry. Okay. Right. Okay. That's um, that's quite interesting. So, what can people expect from your book? What does your book really say? Well, first of all, um, it's kind of a spicy book. I've been known for um, being pretty feisty and uh, languagey. Um, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty feisty. Um, so it's, it's a call to, it's a call to arms really to, to stand up and kind of look at the way you're living and kind of look at places where you can make some changes, big or small, it doesn't matter. Any, any change is a good change. Um, and step forward into living a healthier life. So, you know, um, some of the suggestions are about diet. Um, some of them are about like bras, talking about bras. There's been this long-standing um, argument about, well, bras cause cancer. No, bras don't cause cancer. What the really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Well, at least here in the States. Um, but what they have found is that wearing a bra for up to 10 hours a day doesn't seem to contribute to cancer. Wearing it longer than that does. Um, and there's a huge difference between wearing an underwire bra and wearing, you know, a, a softer bra. Um, the underwires is kind of like your radio antenna if they have um, the metal wire underneath them. And they also cut off circulation and they make it very difficult for you to breathe properly. Um, so, you know, I talk about that. Um, I talk about different things that you can do. A lot of people have never really explored um, playing around with complementary therapies like sweat lodges, energy healing, acupuncture, um, earthing and grounding, toning, uh, binaural beats or sound healing. Um, I talk about the benefit of having a pet and what it does for us and, and it's pretty uh, pretty amazing what the research shows, you know, if you're a person who likes animals, um, what a pet can do to lift your mood. Um, gosh, I just, uh, flotation tanks. Um, I talk about hormone replacements, uh, therapy. I talk about birth control pills. Um, and all of the research that has been done on it, I quote, lots and lots of very good high quality research and at the back of the book i give you links to all of the research i did so that if something interests you or if you kind of want to think well i'm not so sure about what she's saying here um you can click on the link you can go and you can check into it yourself i also recommend that women talk to their doctors and that um we start asking them to look for an alternative to chemotherapy and um, radiation and um, the terrible discomfort and perhaps dangerous practice of doing a lot of mammograms and finding a safer, gentler way to help us check in on our breast health and also if we get a diagnosis to recover in a better way. Um, the book is just jam packed with. All I mean, I went and I started from the beginning and I went all the way through the end with everything that I could think of that we should know about our breast. Mm -hmm. And um, I talk a little bit about how so many women have come to view their breasts negatively um, because they've become a source of fear 
for a lot of women and um, talk about changing that attitude um, towards our breast and, and to bring them back into our life and give them the rightful glorious place on our chest that they belong. So what, um, so I, I, you mentioned that some women sort of now look at their breasts negatively. So let's imagine, right, someone's listening in in our virtual cafe conversation and possibly they're similar and they're having fears about their own breast. What five positive messages um, or empowering messages can you, or tips can you share that would make them not look at their breasts negatively, but think, you know what? I love my breasts and this is what, or these are what I can do to keep them healthy or, you know, to just feel more empowered that I am more in charge of my, you know, my life and my breasts. Well, the first thing to do is to just stand there in the mirror, grab the girls, hike them up and just (laughs) talk to them. (laughs) Say, Hey there, babies, you're about the prettiest thing I ever did see because I'll tell you what, breasts love it when you sweet talk them. Really? Um, (laughs) They do. They'll just glow and get all happy and rosy. Um, And just accept that your breasts are your breasts and they're perfect just like they are. Um, And that they came here on your chest to be a source of nutrition and inspiration to the rest of the world. Um, Not everyone can breastfeed um, or they choose not to breastfeed, but the fact is is that if you have children, if you choose to breastfeed, um, you keep the life of your child um, going and glowing and growing with the nutrition that comes from the teat or tit as as it's known in slang from the nipple of the breast. I mean, you're magical. Not only can you create life, you can sustain it after it comes from the womb with your breast milk alone up until about six or seven months of age. That is powerful. That is, when I think about the awesomeness of that, it just blows me away. And when I see um, other beings like, you know, pets or um, feeding their young. I just think about the glorious gift that was given to us with our breast. Also in uh, Kundalini Yoga, which is, the, which is my practice and it's largely um, what I teach, it's said that all people have an energy field that extends over their head, you know, like the halos that you see that saints yeah. have. Yeah. And it goes from ear to ear. Well, in in our yoga philosophy, we believe that women have a second um, energy field that goes from nipple to nipple. And really? Yeah, yeah. And that when you bring your baby to your breast, that energy field protects that baby and nurtures that baby. Not only that, um, when, you're in, when you're making love to someone and um, the man has an orgasm, um, it's said that that energy field that the woman has that goes from breast to breast covers him, embraces him, and protects his nervous system. Really? Um, mm-hmm. So that's Who another reason. That? Who says that? Who said that? Where did that come from? Um, it's Kundalini Yoga, the practice of Kundalini right. Yoga. And um, so it's in the yogic philosophy that a woman has that second energy field. And I talk about energy fields in my book as well. And I talk about the energy field that goes from uh, nipple to nipple in there and it's, and how powerful it is. Um, And one of the first things that 
um, we notice about ourselves as girls, even before our menstruation starts, is our breasts begin to develop. So it's one of the ways that, that we come into our femininity. And you know, breasts come in all different sizes and shapes, and um, they're, just, they're just an amazing array of uh, difference. And they belong uniquely to us. I mean, just like no one has my fingerprint, no one has my breast, right? Yeah. So it's a very unique part of who we are. But really, I, in, in my book, I have something that I call um, <coughs> the, love, the uh, breast love fest technique, where you go in and I give steps for really connecting with the breast, telling them how much you love them and appreciate them and value them. Um, and it should be fun. It should be fun, you know, shake them, wiggle them, jiggle them. <laughs> they, are, yeah. they are meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. Okay. Now that sounds, it sounds quite, quite interesting. And then, you know, trust me in my mind, you know, today I sort of latch on to, ooh, you know, you get then generating another energy field from nipple to nipple. I have never heard that one. So I think I've learned something new from you today. Oh, thank you. Right. Okay. Well, wiggle and jiggle them, hold them up <laughs> and be very happy because your girls love being talked to. Right. Yes, they do. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So when did you publish this book? Remind us again, what's the title? Just because I have baby brain. Uh, the title of it is Fighting for Our Tits. Um, and I published it in July of this year. So it's, it's pretty much brand new. Okay. Right. And how did you publish it? Did you um, self-publish it or what was I did. I self-published it because I didn't want anyone to change my title. And also, like I said, I, I use some language in the book because I'm feisty and I wrote it in my authentic voice. I didn't try to be anyone other than who I am. So I thought if I try to publish this, they're going to tell me they want me to do things their way. And I'm a girl who likes to do things my way. So I self-published. <laughs> okay. And what did you learn from publishing this book yourself? That it's, it's like having a baby. Um, wow. I mean, the emotional roller coaster of writing the book yeah. was pretty profound. And you kind of have to, you have to dig deep to write something, um, or at least I did, write something that is raw and authentic and means something to you. I am a woman. I am 59 years old. I have breast, you know? Yeah. Um, and I had, I, you know, again, like I said, I've done a lot of healing work with women who've been going through it and kind of reliving their journey. And, you know, I saw, saw one woman, she was uh, 35 and um, she'd been doing healing with me and the breast cancer was gone but her doctors told her that she needed to go ahead and have a mastectomy. And that might've been the right advice for her situation. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but so she had the mastectomy and she died three weeks later of complications from lymphedema. So I've been through this and, and I see them, they come in, um, they're losing their hair. It's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's an emo it was an emotional journey for me to write this book. It really, really meant something to me on a personal level. So, you know, I was just going back through it. I was surprised by 
you know, realizing um, the impact that it has had on me all of these years working with women and seeing their suffering and wanting to, you know, maybe I can't find the solution, but there are a lot of different answers out there for women to explore. Um, And not to do it in fear, to do it with the idea of bettering your health and um, living a full, luscious, joyful, lively life. Um, but also there's, there's a lot of information out there. They've done a lot of research and women don't ever hear about it. They don't know about it. Yeah. So quick question though, right? When you were working with these women, um, were you doing hands-on healing for them or how, in what capacity did you work with them? Yes, I was doing hands-on healing, um, for some of the women who didn't get so sick, we would have a yoga practice. I also taught them some breathing techniques, which are in the book, um, that help you, um, when you're, when you're having radiation, there's a particular type of breath that you can do, um, that helps you prevent damage to the heart and the lungs. And some of the therapists, radiologists know about it. Some of them don't but the breath technique is in there in the book um, because it really helps. Um, But yes, I was doing uh, hands-on healing with them, breath work um, and yoga when they were able to do it because chemotherapy not only affects the blood, it um, affects the bone density of some women as well. And when you're able to do some of the yoga practices that I suggest for women when they have breast cancer, yeah. and they're going through treatment, you can keep your bone density up. You can also do breathing exercises that help you with the nausea, okay. the terrible nausea. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that sounds, um, that sounds really um, interesting. Um, so I guess the last question I'm going to ask though is in the book, did you write testimonials from, you know, women who have used your services before? No, I did not. Um, I do have testimonials from women who have worked with me, but no, I did not put them in the book because I wanted to keep the book mainly research focused and people don't like their names published. Yeah, of course. They're very protective about their privacy. So I have to be careful what I say because I enter a, you know, a non-disclosure type of agreement with women or men, anyone who comes into my healing practice. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's fair enough. I guess why I was asking is, you know, people would sometimes want to see, well, what do other people think of this service? Has it actually worked? Um, you know, because a lot of people, you know, um, would be skeptical. Um, I mean, myself, you know, I probably would be skeptical when someone says, I will put my hand on your head and I will do X, Y, and Z. Right. So, and I'm sure I'm not the only skeptic you who you've come across in your Oh, life. sure. But you know, the thing is, is it's non-harming. Yeah. So why not try it? (laughs) True, true, true. Well, okay. What final um, words of wisdom would you like to share with people? Well, I would like to share that we have more power and more control over our health than we realize. And the only way we get that power is through knowledge. Knowledge is power. So, you know, look at how you're living. Look at the habits you have. And if you can even let go or change one small little thing that you know defeats your health, you've made great strides because small things over long periods of time become big things that have a huge impact in our lives. 
Sounds very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and if anyone wants to contact you, how can they do it? Uh, you can email me at um, lolawritesbooks at gmail.com. I also have a website, lolascarbro.com. And then I also have my um, yoga studio, and that's uh, yoga lola, all one word, yogalola.com. Fabulous. It's been an absolute pleasure having um, you in the virtual cafe. And I feel bad we didn't get to offer you a drink. Um, but maybe next time we can do that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Shaggy Lola. I appreciate being on the show. No, my and, pleasure. All right. All and, right. Yeah, go on. And I'll look forward to talking to you again. Perfect, perfect. Well, everybody, um, it's me, Shekilola Salami, and it is the Virtue Cafe. That is the Shekilola Salami Show, and I hope to catch you again sometime soon. Bye now.